When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. This is Chuli Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India RE. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Yana Van Zandt is here. We want to talk a little bit about relationships. Yeah, we're going to ask about Nick Cannon and Neo. But more importantly, we're going to talk about what it takes to fix our lives. And what happens when three black girlfriends run off to Italy together? Hallmark Movies and Mysteries finally has a film just for us. And we're talking about it. Cafe Mocha begins now. Angelique, Lonnie, love, yo-yo, back together again. End of the summer. Hi, ladies. Hello. How was your birthday? (laughs) Oh, God. You know, Leo season. I'm not ready to give it up, of course. Hey, it's over, honey. I know. It's over. The Virgos are here. (laughs) Much more easy to get along with, by the way. Listen, I read a post that said, if you are looking for three signs to defend you in an argument, who would you go get? And the post said, a Capricorn, a Virgo, and an Aquarius. Now, what three would you go get? Well, being a Capricorn, I would go get a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Lottie? I don't know. Probably a Cancer. I don't know. Because you're a Cancer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but you, uh, but you guys are so sweet. But I love cancers, warm and and reliable yeah, I, I, and a cancer for a fight. No, nah, cancers are lovers. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> for yeah, negotiation, yeah. you bring a cancer in for a, a, a sound negotiation. Right. I, I like what they said. A Capricorn, a Virgo. A Capricorn is going no holds bar. A Virgo is going to make you feel stupid. And an Aquarius is going to be so blatantly honest that you don't even want to talk to them about anything or argue with them. (laughs) So, So what's been up, guys? Goodness gracious, everything for me. I know I'm at the end. We just wrapped on Hip Hop Treasures. I'm so excited about that on A&E and more to come about that. And I'm headed back to Chicago to finish filming the series of... uh, Saturdays on Disney Plus and just still traveling and working. That's getting good. to deny ready for college. Oh my yeah. god. Where's she going? Yeah, right. Seton Hall. Sinai's, she ain't there yet. She's there. She's just listen, this girl's asking for she wants everything brand new. I said, Hey, listen, honey, college kids don't get everything brand new. You know, you get you two pairs of sweats and three t-shirts and you make it work. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> You gonna have that child walking around college looking like a she need more than two t-shirts. She's gonna have to go through them clothes she has in her closet. I got you. And organize. And figure it out. And figure it out. What about you? Me? Yeah, Andy, what you been doing? I've been doing voiceover stuff. Got an American Airlines spot, got a new little thing on Cartoon Network, got a uh season two of Jellystone starts taping. 
at the end of the week. So I'm just doing voiceover stuff as always. Nothing exciting. Spent my birthday, well, mom's birthday in New York. And we went to uh, Broadway to see that Michael Jackson How play. was that? Oh my God. You would have thought Michael was there. I mean, in the wow. very first song where he steps out on a stage everybody stood up and started screaming it was crazy it was so good he's a cutie pie it felt he's a great dancer Mm -hmm. the speaking you know i guess they they hit michael at like three different points in his life um and so the older oldest michael um the speaking voice just seems weird to me you know that that you would speak in that Oh, that high falsetto. Exactly. That part was weird, but the story was good. The dancing was phenomenal. Like at the end, we were arguing over which version of the Michael we like best, the little Michael, the medium Michael, the older Michael, just a really well done production. If you're a fan, then you're going to love it. Yeah, I definitely want to go and see that when I get a chance. I'm going to try to head back out there. I've been... um, it's like uh, usually around this time I'm preparing for the real, but as everybody knows, it got canceled. And it was funny because I have been booked and blessed as people would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I Right now I'm in Vegas working on a show called Magic with the Stars. Oh, cool. It's uh, being headlined by Chris Angel. And he called mm. me out here to be a, a regular judge. So I've been out here and I've been offered a, a bunch of different movie roles and you know I just want to encourage people that when you know you have uh, different changes in your life you know you have to go with the change and Mm -hmm. you also have to lean into your talent you make plans you do things and I mean I I couldn't imagine this in my wildest dreams that I would be you know, going back to what I wanted to go back to, which are movies. Now I'm able to do them. I wasn't able to do them, you know, doing a daytime daily mm-hmm. talk show. Yeah. Um, and now I'm able to, you know, do that. I'm able to do projects. I'm able to create my own projects. So this really is an exciting time. And, you know, I mean, I know that you could probably attest to it, uh, Yo-Yo, of, you know, going to into different mediums when, you know, you were in one lane and then you have to go to another and the opportunities are there. It's just that, you know, people, it's just humbling to see that people see my work and I'm humbled Mm -hmm. by that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I'd love to see, Lonnie? I'd love to see you do some directing. That's what I'm working with, with uh, Kevin Hart and his Heartbeat Productions. And shout out to Kevin Mm -hmm. Hart. People have to realize Kevin Hart, you know, he is doing so much for Black creatives. Yes, you might see a lot of what he's doing, but also behind the scene, he's giving a lot of opportunities to um, Black females, especially in the directing space, uh, pr- different types of projects. And he's covering the whole gamut and it's through his Heartbeat Productions. And he really wants everybody else to win. And so I'm working with him um on you know directing small shorts and things like that also working with um rob hardy who is with um was partners with will packer um i'm working with him and there's a lot there's this like i won't say underground but there is 
a group of black creatives mm -hmm. that you know are working together and trying to help each other to sell projects and to create projects viola davis has one uh, octavia spencer has one um and it was funny because the day of the final show of the reel um i got a, a text from one of the black creatives and I'm going to keep it a secret until it happens, but okay. they reached out to me and it was just so humbling. Cause you think people, you know, they were very complimentary and they were like, they want to work with me. So there is opportunity mm -hmm. when people see your work. And that's why I always tell people, whatever your passion, you know, I always say it, say it to you, Angie, you know, mm -hmm. I know what your passion is, is, is creating and doing voiceovers and animations and having your own show you know, I'm, you know, that is there. It's mm -hmm. just that you have to keep working on it. And um, we have to give it up to Cafe Mocha because we've been doing this for so many years, but people recognize the name. They recognize us as host. And you think that, you know, nobody is paying attention. There are a lot of people paying attention, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to black creatives. So I just want to give that encouragement because I know a lot of people out there that are, you know, trying to make it and trying to get a break. You will. And just just keep on doing your talent. Keep on whatever it is, whether you're trying to open a business, trying to have a baby, whatever, it will happen. So that's have it. faith. Thank you, Lonnie Love. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo on the line, always ready to fix somebody's life. Hey. Oh, Miss Yon <laughs> Love Van Zandt, welcome back to the show. We miss you. You need to join us more often. Anytime. All you have to do is call. How are okay. you doing? Great. How are you? I'm blessed. I am really blessed and glad to be with you today. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this weekend, the ubiquitous, it used to be the ubiquitous hair um, mm -hmm. fair, and now it's the ubiquitous women's conference. So oh, tell us yeah. about, yeah, tell <laughs> us about, you know, of course, it's a DC event, the Women's Expo happening this weekend, but tell us about, you know, your involvement in it and, and, and the event overall. Well, I'm, I'm bringing the keynote address on, on Saturday. You know, coming through COVID, I think as women, we've had a divine opportunity to redefine ourselves. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know, I right here in D.C., I know you know about, or maybe you don't, the two sisters that left their longtime government jobs, started a cheesecake business, and are now selling nationally. Women who were out in the world are home now selling their products, selling their, their wares. You know, we've had an opportunity to redefine ourselves and work for ourselves. Because women are more likely than men to end up in poverty once they either retire or quit a long-time job. So at Ubiquitous, we want to talk about mission impossible, possible. And I want to give some tools and tips about how we make that happen. Mm -hmm. How do we as women make that impossible dream possible in our lives, moment by moment, day by day, step by step? I mean, wow. you've done it. You've done it repeatedly. We've watched you do what many of us would love to do, which is branch out and do this new thing. And you, you always have this new thing. So what can you talk about sort of that first baby step of getting over the fear of 
you know, just I can't the I can't do a part or it's not for me or I'm going to fail or I'm, I might starve, <laughs> you know, those <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, most many of us sisters, we could we could miss a few meals if you look at our booties. <laughs> okay. Hey, booties are in. Stop <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> uh, we could miss a few meals. But you know what? We've been programmed to fear. We've been programmed to be afraid. We've been programmed to expect less from ourselves, for ourselves, of ourselves. It's a program. It's not our natural way of being. So what I would say to anybody that's ready to really make a shift, make a change, come out of the matrix, if you will, is Mm -hmm. to first get the vision. And I'm not talking about a vision board with a bunch of pictures. What do you see in your mind? What do you see for yourself? What do you see yourself doing? Where do you see yourself? And then, here's the secret. This is the special sauce. How does it feel to do that thing? See, many of us think about it. We do the vision board and we can look at it, but we don't attach a feeling to it. And the superpower for women is your feeling. So get the vision see yourself doing that thing in the business, in the marriage, in the bikini, whatever it is, and then see how it feels. Because you have to know how your yes feels, Hmm. not what you have to do, but what does that yes, yes, what does that feel like? If you can get that, the vision and the yes, baby, you're on your way. I love that. The feeling. I, I love that you said it's more it's about more than just a vision board because we do that vision board. You know, me and my girlfriends, we do it every year religiously. And, and at the end of the year, it's up underneath something somewhere bent up. <laughs> yeah, but remember the special sauce. Even if you're going to do a vision board, everything that you put on there, okay, mm-hmm. how am I going to feel when I get this? And where is that in my body? Is it my toe, my left nipple? Is it in my earlobe? Let me get that feeling down in my body. You know, so many of us, for example, want to be in relationships. And yet we, we're afraid that mm-hmm. what happened before is going to happen again. And then we wonder why we can't, have, we can't find anybody because you, you don't have the feeling. So get the feeling and attach that feeling to your yes. Hmm. Now, let's say we've gotten the feeling, we've gotten the vision. Let's talk about the obstacles, which the immediate obstacle almost always is the person sitting beside us or across from us who's in our ear going, maybe you should name so high. Maybe that's for not for you. How do we get past the the people around us trying to protect us right. um, or control us, depending on, you know, who's beside mm-hmm. you? So I want all three of you to repeat this with me, okay? Say this okay. with me, okay? Shut, mm-hmm. shut, shut the hell, the hell, the hell up. Up. <laughs> I got this. I got, got this. this. <laughs> shut the hell up. I got this. I got this. And here's another, this is a seasoning in the special sauce, mm-hmm. okay? That sometimes we as, as sister women, we forget. You got to be careful who you're talking to Mm -hmm. because you know everybody you're talking to. You know your naysayers. Mm -hmm. You know your naysayers. You Mm -hmm. know your uh, people who aren't moving. You know your people who are are, are always going to have something to say. Don't talk to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just get simple. Let them see it when you do it. You know, what's so incredible about what you're saying is that, you know, we create this wonderful space for us. 
when we're elevating and moving past our trials and tribulations in life. And somehow we, we let people back in where we shouldn't. So I like that. I know what I'm doing. Shut the hell up because we, in order to continue to elevate, we have to be able to sometimes say out loud, which I'm finding to do because I've been uh, um, not a kiss ass, but um, someone who humbly respects the thought process of the, of the production. And sometimes I find myself um, more mute than I need to be. So I, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, not that you don't even want to say, I know what I'm doing. Because really, we don't know what we're doing. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We well, hope and pray that it works out. We know what we desire. We know okay. where we're headed. We really okay. don't know what we're doing. Okay, because sometimes right. we're making a mess and we don't recognize it. Okay. All you have to do is say, I got this. Mm-hmm. Because the I is the power. That's what's going to attach you to the divine. Okay. I am. I got this. I am doing Mm -hmm. this. You don't even Mm -hmm. say, I know what I'm doing, because then you get into an argument. And the other thing is, uh, again, you know, one of the reasons I, you know, I have a new podcast coming out. It's called The R Spot, and all I talk about is relationships, because very often it's our relationship bonding pattern. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. Mm -hmm. or the way that we bond to people. With some people, we play the authority. With some people, we play the child or the weakling. With some people, we play the people pleaser. With some people, we demand Mm -hmm. that they please us. So our relationship bonding patterns will determine what we expect from a person when we talk to them. Mm. If you know that your sister's a hothead, when you talk to her, no matter what you say, you expect she's going to go off the deep end, right? Mm -hmm. Or if your mother's a worrywart, when you talk to her, you know, you expect her to bring up all the objections. If -hmm. your partner is, uh, uh, you know, oh, go ahead, uh, you know, if he's dismissive or she's dismissive, you expect that from them. And very often... The deceptive intelligence of our mind will send us to get what's familiar, even if it's a person's response. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're clear about who we're talking to, how we bond to that person, meaning what we expect from them. And if we're trying to really do something new, don't talk to them. Get in the mirror and talk to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Iala, I wanted to, since we're talking about relationships and your new podcast, we'll be talking about that. And that's going to be exciting. Let's talk about these unusual relationships that's happening with these celebrities, like someone like Nick Cannon and mm. these 18 baby mamas. <laughs> Lord, it's like, well, is this the new thing now? Let me know. just say this. I'm old. I know I look fly, but I am old school. I am old school. And I don't understand. Let me just say, I'm not making it wrong. I don't have any judgment about it. But I don't understand why we as women allow any old body to worship in our temple. Mm. I don't understand that. Because your body is your temple. And if this person is not coming with reverence and respect, is not coming with humility, is not coming to enhance your temple, why are they worshiping in your temple? And then you invite another soul, meaning you're not protecting yourself, you're not taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. not not practicing radical self-care, and then you bring another life 
into the world with somebody who ain't respecting your temple? Uh-uh. I don't, I'm old. So I really, I don't understand that. I'm not making anybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying I, I don't, I'm not on that committee. Right. But, <laughs> but what I'm going to say is I think nowadays, especially with the younger, you know, millennial and, and younger, is that there's a sense that our temple is for sale. I mean, it's nothing new, but if a guy's got enough money, if somebody is going to put you in a big house and a nice car, then why not? Well, the first thing we have to recognize is that the body is a temple. And Mm. where are we teaching that? Where are we teaching our young girls? I saw three little girls in the Target today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was in the Target freaking people out. They was running all into the shelves and everything because they couldn't believe it. Is Daddy Yadla? (laughs) Okay. Looking like I was now from the country, all right, with my gauchos on. (laughs) Uh, That's cute. But. I saw three young women, you know, maybe in their late teens. They were the cutest little things. No makeup, ponytails, braids, you know, just giggling and acting like young girls. Mm -hmm. And I was so encouraged. I said, oh, my God, you all are beautiful. Because we force our young ladies, I think, our girls to grow up too fast. Or we allow them to grow up too fast. And we don't teach them, baby, you are precious. Your being, your body is a temple. And there's no amount of money that will restore your holiness once you sell it cheaply on the corner. Mm. For me, a car is cheap. All right, because there are a million car dealers in the world that want me to have a car and they will help me get one. I don't need you to help me get no car. (laughs) All I got to do is be able to pay the bill. Okay, we don't teach our young girls and we don't teach our young men. We don't teach them that when they step up into the temple, they have a sacred responsibility, not only to honor the temple, but to honor themselves. Mm -hmm. Because when you create a life, you have a spiritual contract with that person. I don't care if you don't show up. You have a spiritual contract with them to who, for which you will be held responsible. So for me, like I said, I'm old school. What happened to dating? What happened to courting? What, yeah. The only thing I can say, and people get mad at me when I say it, so clutch your pearls, I'm going to say it. Close your legs. How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. How about that? How about that? And I'm not just talking to the young women. I'm talking to the older women. Mm -hmm. You got some 40-year-olds out here acting like they're 17. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. But because people, they blame it on loneliness. Mm -hmm. They blame it on, I don't have anybody and I want somebody. And then they're looking at the Instagrams and the social medias and they're seeing all these these so-called relationships and they feel like they're missing mm-hmm. out and they're lowering to me, they're lowering their standards. You, you know what, Lonnie? What, what about Neo's wife took to social media after their eight year marriage and, and put on social media, ha- blasted him for cheating and having unprotected sex with workers? What do you think about that? Ooh. What do I don't think about it? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a sister woman, and I say a sister woman, mm-hmm. would dishonor herself in that way by gossiping about her partnership with someone, mm. the fact that he violated the partnership doesn't mean that that's a license for her to behave badly. 
Anytime a sister woman would violate her sacred contract with herself and her partner by inviting other people into that sacred space for gossip, then it says to me that she's suffering and she needs help. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't denounce it. You know, I don't think about it. But looking at that, I, I know who she is. And all I can do is pray for her and lift her up. But people do it. People divorce each other on the social media. I never mm-hmm. heard tell her such a thing in my life. <laughs> no, <laughs> they break up. Don't don't talk to each other. Don't don't pick up a phone. They go straight to social media because they want to embarrass and then it opens up a whole can of worms that we don't need, you know? Well, you know, in general, my beloveds, I just see how we, particularly women, Mm -hmm. we have just become so mean and so undignified. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where we lost our dignity because there are just, now, let me tell you something. I wasn't a hoe when I was young, but I was hoe-ish. <laughs> don't on, please man. don't tell us the difference. <laughs> Y'all I that, that was hoish, okay? <laughs> I'm I own it because it taught me so much. It taught me the value of who I am. It taught me the purpose of relationships. It taught me what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Yes, mm-hmm. I was hoish, and you'll never find out with who, because that ain't. Your business. The mm-hmm. fact that I can own the fact that I was hoish and then share my lessons. That's what I'm about. Cafe Mocha, Ian Levant Zant, trying to fix all our lives. She's at the Ubiquitous Women's Expo this weekend in DC. Thank you so much for joining us. We, like I said, we need to have you back more often. A we just of, yes. of life, a yes. breath of fresh reality. Thank you, you can get a dose of me every Wednesday wherever you hear podcasts on the R Spot. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Let me ask you all a question: What do y'all think about Ben and Jen getting back together? Ooh, Ooh. baby, <laughs> I call that double dipping. <laughs> yeah, definitely double dipping. Coming up, we've got Erica Ash star a brand new Hallmark movie called Unthinkably Good Thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha, radio from a woman's perspective. Joining us now, she's an actress and a hilarious one at that, and also dramatic actress, Miss Erica Ash. We know and love her from Real Husbands of Hollywood. She plays Bridget Hart, Scary Movie 5. She stars in BET's In Contempt and Showtime Survivor Remorse. Welcome to the show, Erica. It's been a while, sis. Thank you so much. I know. I I, I can't believe it. I'm actually getting a chance to talk to Miss Lonnie Love. Oh, hi. And you Yo-Yo and Angelique, who I have not had the pleasure of chatting with before. Hey, Erica. Good to meet you. <laughs> Likewise, with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, because I haven't I haven't uh, been able to talk to you. How's it been? 
You know, it's interesting. The pandemic chewed me up and spit me right out, which was good and bad. Um, it was good because, you know, I'm now at my goal weight. <laughs> but, um, I had I had to come up to get to my goal weight. I lost about 30 pounds from wow. when you last saw me. Wow. And, of course, everyone was like, are you dying? What's happening? And I'm like, well, COVID, it affects, you know, me too. Um, so that was that was tough. And it was very, very scary because I was, I was, I was pretty close a couple of times. And I know I went through um, what I now realize a lot of people went through and didn't make it out of. So I count myself incredibly blessed and truly a walking miracle. Um, I did, I had to go into the emergency room. I had to have the whole oxygen, you know, respirator thing, the whole nine. Yeah, it was pretty intense. My parents put you on the respirator. Everything, everything. I was in there for a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am. Cause a lot, I mean, I, you know, I, I know of three people whose parents went in and then, you know, as soon as they heard respirator, the parents were gone and the parents weren't, you know, very old. They were, they were like, maybe in their sixties, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they didn't make it. And it was just baffling to everybody because they didn't go in with, you know, any crazy pre-existing conditions. It was just how COVID was. And so I, I, you know, I, I have started this, I've always been a pretty grateful person and I've always kept journals of gratitude, but I've gotten into the practice of not getting out of bed in the morning without just going down a laundry list of of things that I'm grateful for, starting with my life. Wow. Well, I'm Sweet. glad you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. I'm 10 pounds up, so. Oh, good. <laughs> so have you been good. able to kind yeah. of get back to normal? Yeah. You know, it's funny. People, people don't ever realize this, but for, um, you know, people always talk about weight loss, weight loss. It is just as difficult to gain weight once you've gone under a certain threshold mm-hmm. as it is for people to lose weight once they've gone over a certain threshold. So I was actually really frightened because I was incredibly, incredibly thin um, and still working. So you could actually see it on a couple of shows that I was on. Um, Sacrifice, which is a show that I'm on right now with Paula Patton. We did our season one right as I was coming out of about. So you can see how thin I am. And it just, I mean, it throws off your musculature. I was walking crooked. It was like a whole big thing. Um, But yeah, I feel finally like I'm getting to myself. Because I also had long haulers after I had COVID twice. twice. So it takes a while to get back back to, you know, where I feel like I'm myself again. But I'm here now. I'm grateful for that. I just got back from Italy. I climbed the Leaning Tower of Pisa, so that was that was an amazing endeavor, and I couldn't I couldn't explain how overwhelmingly satisfying and healing that was for me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because you know what people don't understand about long haulers, which is basically a continuation of the symptoms of COVID, even though you've gotten over COVID. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what kind you had. And mine was completely respiratory. So, you know, for me, walking up the front steps 
to my front door. It's 15 steps to get to my front door. And I would have, I would have to take a couple of breaks um, to get up to the top of the stairs, like literally a couple of breaks along that journey. And, you know, sometimes going from my living room to my bathroom felt like running a marathon because my breathing was so labored and taxed. But so for me to go from that, and I even, uh, it, it even caused incontinence. Um, oh, and that's wow. not, you know, it's not a, it's not a pretty thing to share, but I want to share it because I know that there are other people out there going through the symptoms of long haulers. And, you know, I, I a, want to let them know that they're not alone and B, let them know that there is potential life on the other side of that because they're still trying to nail down exactly why it's happening along with getting a, uh, you know, getting a, a grip on this pandemic. For me, what mine was, was, was breathing. It was really tough. And um, I actually had to, I, I bought an oxygen machine, which is what I think saved my life a couple of times um, when it got like really sick and my lungs would start filling up with fluid. Um, but I, but I have the praise report of me climbing 270 stairs. Oh. The Leaning Tower Pizza has no handrails. So I had to thug that out and just stand up and do it. No elevator. And I got to the top and I didn't wet myself. I didn't even, it was just, it was just, I did wet myself from crying. <laughs> okay. Um, it was just amazing. And I, I just felt so incredibly blessed. And I was like, wow. So we're talking to actress Erica Ash about her double bout with COVID-19 and then getting long haulers. So the symptoms remained. I know that, as you mentioned, there are other people out there who are probably secretly going through this and wondering when it'll go away. And I know you can't help with that part, but mentally, emotionally, like how did you handle dealing with this? Cause you know, other people out there need some hope and inspiration. Right. No, I understand. And I, I, I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't scared. I, I was scared out of my mind because, you know, when no one can tell you why or what or give you any answers and all these extreme changes are happening in your body, you don't, it, it's like, what, what do you do? But for me, I'm very strong in my faith. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more of a spiritual than a religious person per se, mm -hmm. but I'm very, very strong in my belief in a higher power and, my way of getting through it, someone um, said a quote to me one day, and it just shifted everything. The quote was, when you find yourself in hell, don't pitch a tent. Keep going through hell until hell becomes heaven, because it will eventually happen. So even I didn't know if it was going to be a year. I didn't know if it was going to be the rest of my, you know, the rest of my young and pretty years, as I like to call them. Um and I didn't know if it was going to be a day, but I knew that as long as I was waking up, that meant there was hope that I could recover. We're talking to Erica Ash. Unthinkably Good Things also stars Lance Gross. It premieres Sunday night, 9 p.m. on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. 
One of the officers involved in the raid that killed Breonna Taylor pled guilty to lying. The affidavit falsely claimed that officers had verified that the target of the alleged drug trafficking operation had received packages at Ms. Taylor's address. That was not true. Breonna Taylor's mother says this is long overdue. And after years of enjoying Hallmark's black greeting cards, Mahogany, this week they kick off the first Mahogany film, Unthinkably Good Things. They need the landscape of love and the landscape of support, the Italian landscape and countryside and food and culture to help them see themselves in a different way. The movie premieres on Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries channel this weekend. And in theaters, Idris Elba plays a genie in 3,000 Years of Longing. It's very uncharacteristic for him to start to fall in love, share human emotion, wants and desires in the way that he did. And it was that that began to unravel his journey. 3,000 Years of Longing in theaters now. Make sure you support our stuff. That's the espresso. Cafe Mocha, we're talking to actress Erica Ash. So let's talk about what brought you to Italy, and that is the Hallmark Mahogany movie, Unthinkably Good Things. Tell us about that. Well, I am really proud of this film because it was directed by Terry Vaughn, who is a personal friend of mine. And I was so excited when I found that out. And the the movie stars Karen Pittman and myself and Joyful Drake. And then also uh, Lance Gross and uh, Jermaine Love. And uh, there's a, an Italian actor as well in it whose name is Luca. Uh, I'll think of it because he definitely deserves to have his name mentioned in this as well because we were sort of like all coupled off. <laughs> um, but it was just an amazing story. It's kind of like waiting to exhale meets under the Tuscan sun. Okay. It's a feel-good movie. It's, it was fun. The backdrops were amazing. We saw some beautiful countryside. And we just, we just had a really good time. Now, it came with its challenges in the sense of the language barrier, first of all. And then second of all, the rules in Italy when it comes to filming. They take their lunch break at 2 o'clock. Period. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> if you decide you want to start work at 159, that's cute, but you got one minute because we're taking our lunch break <laughs> at two o'clock. That is how it works yeah. every day. And we, we were, we were baffled because, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of, uh, American. Arrogant when it comes to that. Yes. And they, they, we were like, workhorse, workhorse, you know, sleep when you're dead, that kind of thing. Yeah. And these people are like, no, 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 we live life. So it was a beautiful awakening to how, you know, how I believe one could live better mm -hmm. because they seem just much happier and less stressed over there as a general people. You don't get that frenzied feeling that you get a lot of times, especially in major cities here in America. This is the first mahogany movie under the Hallmark brand. So this is very important. Because as we all know, a Hallmark has the mahogany cards, which based on mm -hmm. um, people of color, and they've been very successful. So this is the first movie. How does it feel to be part of history, Erica, with a movie like this? I am incredibly grateful because I think that it is an amazing initiative, spearheaded by Tony Judkins, by the way, who is, she's just a lovely woman who tries to make space 
for as many other people of color as she possibly can. And then, you know, obviously the producers, Karen and Monique, they're also just, just really focused on making sure that this first movie sets the bar very high. Yes. And that's what we all, we all came to, to do that. And we had a meeting before we even started the film and that was our agreement amongst each other. You know, we're going to leave it all on the table and we're going to try to really set that bar high because it's a long time coming. And yeah. Hallmark has had a mahogany line for as far back as I can remember. I remember buying those cards when I was a kid, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so for it to have taken this long, lots of, of factors. And of course, you know, things happen and I'm not on the business side of things, so I can't really speak to that, but it's here now. And we have this opportunity and for us to not make the best of this opportunity would be a disservice, not only to us, but to other, so many other actors of color who will be able to participate in this experience, because I believe they're rolling out about 20 films this year for just the Mahogany brand, you know, along with the normal slate of Hallmark movies that that they have. So it was really, I, I was so honored to be chosen to kind of spearhead this rollout. And I think they picked a great cast. I think we all really brought it, and I'm excited to see how the movie turns out. We're talking to Erica Ash, unthinkably good things also. We're on the line with yeah. Miss Actress Erica Ash, talking about all of her movies, but you also have a few more, too, that you've been in. And this is the thing that I want to ask you, being a, a actress um, now, is it, is, are mm-hmm. you getting more work now? Or does it seem like it's still, you know, a labor to get work as a Black actress? I'll be honest with you. I am getting more work now. And I'm not sure if it's just an effect of it's time, you know, and I've, and I've put in a lot of hard work and people are starting to see what I'm doing. Or if people are really starting to get that Black lives really do matter and they're making more space. Or if that's what I was spared for, I don't know, but I definitely am working a lot more. And I think I think maybe because I'm taking a little bit of the push out of it on my end. You know, it's kind of like the chasing the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. I'm now, instead of chasing the butterfly, I just made the conscious decision to sit still and let whatever happens happen. Is yes, I got a lot more work and there are many factors that could be attributed to that. But I think in general, for Black women and Black people, um, I think we, we still have a long way to go because it's still a conversation. It's still a question, you know, and that's just not how the world is. I mean, the world is comprised of mostly Black people when you compare it to our white counterparts. You know, we're not the minority numbers-wise. We're simply the minority in the way that we're treated, and it should not be so. Um, and it should not be a big deal for us to have work and to be put into these positions. It should just be status quo. So until it's that, it's going to continue to be a problem. All right. Thank you, Erica. I just wanted to mention she has The Outlaw with Johnny Black, which we, we discussed, The Big Ben, and also Sacrifice. 
and we have a ghost. So she is working. She is booked and busy, honey. And we yes. appreciate you coming <laughs> and talking to us, Erica Ash. I can't wait to see you in person and take care of yourself, sis. Thank you, Thank you so much. I really appreciate you all having me on. What fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Take care, Erica. That's the show. I know we keep promising Ludacris. He is coming very soon to Cafe Mocha. Until then, if you miss any part of this show, make sure you go to mochapodcastnetwork.com, mochapodcastnetwork.com. We have all our old shows there. Plus, you can check out Sherry Shepard with Kim Whitley. Rolanda Watts has a podcast on the network. Funky Divas of In Vogue have a podcast. That's at mochapodcastnetwork.com. And of course, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit cafemocharadio.com.